0: In an age where kings and kingdoms are such archaic nominal terms, it is difficult for a generation to understand what we're talking about. God does not have a kingdom. There are no boundaries to what God rules over. All of the galaxies belong to him, and all worship him not out of fear, but because of a love that lifts us from our human condition and makes us family with respect and care for all, even those who do not believe like us.
1: Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School you. i
0: I'd like to take a moment to introduce our panel today. And uh, why don't we start off by uh, sharing a little bit about a place you've traveled that you wouldn't mind experiencing again.
2: Uh, My name is Chris Simons and a place I've traveled to. Um, I went to Jamaica for my honeymoon and I absolutely loved that. The water was beautiful. Um, The local residents were wonderful to us and the resort we stayed at was great.
1: My name is Milan Medley and a trip that I would definitely do again is going to the island of Capri off the coast of Italy. Like you were saying about Jamaica, the water was so beautiful and clear and whenever I'm stressed and I need like a mental vacation, I just put myself right back there on that island.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Elena and a couple years back I went to Peru and I did the Inca Trail and it was probably one of the most difficult things I've done but the most amazing and I would do it again.
0: Nice. for me would also be Italy um, specifically Rome it was one of the most um, I want to say I felt connected with it just based off of what I understand from biblical history and kind of imagining what time would have been like walking those streets Mm -hmm. in the exact same moment as some of our historical figures so I would like to do that again Mm Um, I'd like to ask Helena if you could read us our key text and give us our our prayer.
3: Sure, um, I'll pray first. Señor Padre Celestial, muchísimas gracias por este día. Gracias por la oportunidad de estudiar tu palabra en sábado junto a otros creyentes en el nombre de Jesús. Te pido que guíes nuestra conversación. Amen. Amen. And our key text is found in Luke thirteen twenty nine. And I'll be reading from the NIV version. And it says, people will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God.
0: Okay. So we're actually talking about the kingdom of God, if you haven't gathered from our text. (laughs) Okay. The kingdom of God, the establishment of it, the purpose it's to fulfill this is, this is a power-packed topic that a lot of people uh, need to probably spend more time in personal study trying to understand. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think once we, we take that time to understand it, we start to realize our purpose and the purpose that Jesus came to fulfill and see how we can start to actualize that in our life. Mm-hmm. Our first question um, is, what is the nature of the kingdom of God? So if we're going to talk about the kingdom of God, we have to know what the nature of the kingdom of God is supposed to be. What, what do we know of what the nature of the kingdom of God is?
2: I, I don't know about um, you all, but I see the, the, the nature of the kingdom of God being, uh, being within all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ should be reflected through all of us. And people see his kingdom. People see the greatness of God through mankind through good works through uh spiritual relationships we are supposed to reflect the kingdom of god so i see it in being the human nature and not a physical kingdom as in you know a pearly gate or uh, a beautiful castle yeah exactly with a moat. Yeah. wonderful yeah <laughs> no boats <yet. laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely um, agree 100% with what you said, but along with like human nature, you know, the kingdom of God, when you, when God is in you and part of you, you know, it transcends. So, because you know, human nature is flawed and you know, it's, mm. you know, sin is what we're covered in. So when God is invited in us, you know, and we glorify him, that is the kingdom of God and, mm. and the collection of other people who believe that as well and who are part of God's, um, kingdom but you know yeah we all make up that um it's a community it's a Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. that's what it is Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. i agree with both of you
1: (laughs) (laughs) when i think of when i think of the
0: nature of the kingdom of god and 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 just how you've each expressed by living that reflection Mm -hmm. we are doing something there is an action item we're actually destroying the power of evil yeah. We're, we're combating the presence of evil, yeah. the influence of Satan. And so I think, I think the nature of the kingdom of God was to come and eradicate evil. Yeah. And, and, and through Jesus's life and ministry, he gave us an example of how to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why the kingdom is reflective in our lives, in our humanity. And, and, and we should be like ambassadors to kind of help push that along. The question that comes next is, what did D- Jesus teach regarding the kingdom of God? So when he was here, what, what, was, what, was he, what was the point he was trying to get across about the kingdom of God?
3: Well, I think in our Sabbath school lesson, it tells us that it was about uncompromised surrender, absolute dependency, and childlike trust. Right. However, personally... I think that these things come from love. Right. I think it all falls down to that simple word, love, because God is love. Right. Therefore, his nature is love. Therefore, his kingdom is love. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that simple.
1: Yeah, and in addition to that, mm-hmm. I would say it takes full commitment. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, um, in the lesson they had us read the parable of the rich young ruler, You know. Good Lord, what must I do to enter the kingdom? And God said, "Sell everything mm-hmm. and follow me." And it's like, whoa, you know, that's that's a big step. That's a lot, you know, to ask for. Um, but just the illustration, the point was that you know, to follow me to be part of this kingdom, it takes everything, right? right. Everything. And but that love would prompt you, it would, you know, it would be easy mm-hmm. with the love behind mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you know, to follow Him if you have that love. Right.
2: God uh, calls himself a a jealous God, and Mm -hmm. it's not, I don't want you to have anyone else in your life. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't want anyone else in your life to take my place.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm number one. Mm -hmm. And I think that in our relationship with Christ and and with uh, the Trinity, if we have them as number one, that's our kingdom. We are the people. The kingdom is the people. Mm -hmm. And so... We have that love, we have that relationship. They are number one with us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then that is the relationship between the kingdom of God and the people here, right
3: well I mean, when you think about it, our the relationship of the church with Christ is described like a marriage mm-hmm. right, and it's the same thing in a marriage you you know your wife or your husband is not going to be okay with there being something else that takes that spot, whether it's another person or your job or just anything like. You know, I think he's instilled those things into the marriage relationship so that we can understand what our relationship should be with him. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So we basically find that it's a mindset Mm -hmm. that we each need to have. Mm -hmm. So the the kingdom of God exists within us. Mm -hmm. The purpose that Jesus came to fulfill, he lived out through his ministry. And Mm -hmm. as that example, we're expected to fulfill it. And we fulfill that, it seems, through taking on this characteristic, this Christ like characteristic. We've got to change our mindsets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got to change our modes of operation to kind of get in gear with what it is that's required to live like Christ, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. express that love. Mm-hmm. And I think in doing so, we we we, we combat Satan on a daily basis. Mm, yeah. It's it's absolutely against everything he's for.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. A doubt. Mm-hmm.
0: right? Right. Our next question um, points us to Luke verse 9, excuse me, chapter 9, verse 60. If anyone has it, um, please read it. And it basically is talking about let the dead bury their dead. Can you read that?
1: Sure. Um, Luke chapter 9, verse 60. Uh, This is a New King James Version. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God.
0: Okay. What? did he mean by this let the dead bury their dead but you go and preach the kingdom of god what did he mean by that
1: well to be honest and you know in studying this passage um and right before i just want to read the verse right before sure. so we have a little context mm-hmm. um, then he said to another follow me but he said lord let me first go and bury my father and then jesus replied let the let the dead bury their own dead but you go and preach the kingdom i had a hard time with this verse. Yeah. um this is the first time i actually read this verse and you know studying this i'm like wait a minute that's his father you know it's not um, like a trivial matter you know it's right. his father he's dead I don't need to attend to that so you know I kind of wrestle with that and through the lesson the study I realized when God calls you to be part of the kingdom mm-hmm. he needs an immediate response immediate immediate and um, and full commitment mm-hmm. and even um, good excuses shouldn't get in the way of your response to god right so in this case you know he had a immediate issue his mm-hmm. father just died right. but god said i need you to come follow me right. it needs to happen right here right now
0: right
1: so that's what i took from this text
0: and and how difficult sometimes can that be to kind of mm-hmm. act upon mm-hmm.
3: when i think if we keep reading within the same passage just the verse right after that it gives you a nuanced understanding mm-hmm. of what god is really asking for He says right after, let the bury, uh, let the dead bury their dead. It says, still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Mm -hmm. So I think God or Jesus is putting this understanding of what do you mean, but first? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm first. Mm -hmm. Everything else is secondary. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we forget sometimes, that as important as these things might be to us, how important are they really? Mm -hmm. in comparison Mm -hmm. to god
2: one of the things that sets us as humans apart from the angels of heaven Mm -hmm. is that we have both birth and death Mm -hmm. and those are two very major points uh of life here on earth and death is an earthly thing and so christ like you said is saying put away the earthly things even if it's one of the most important things that you can think about Mm -hmm when living here on earth, put it away, because it's not as important as following me, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's also a a kind of a reflection of the dead know not a thing, right? Mm That the the dead aren't going to be able to do anything for you right now. Life, eternal life, more specifically, Mm -hmm. is what's most important. Mm -hmm. And so you put eternal life on the the threshold, on on the the top of the totem pole Mm -hmm. in your list of priorities,
0: Mm-hmm. not how you live or die here on earth. Right. Right. right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, in the lesson, um, it, it kind of points out um, to have to leave your parents, your spouse, your children for the kingdom of God. It's a demanding commitment. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a demanding commitment. But what I like about the concept of it is that Jesus is not saying that these actions are required by everyone right. always. Right, right. The context of the requirement is to be prepared for when the call happens. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we don't want to get wrapped up in this idea that loved ones don't mean anything to us mm-hmm. right. because we have to go mm-hmm. and, and follow God. No, I think what, what it's saying is that in as much as you love your loved ones, your commitment to God is so much greater that when the kingdom calls, you answer regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a powerful place, I think, that we have to find ourselves getting to. And you don't really get there until you start to understand what the kingdom of God is, what the nature of the kingdom of God is, Mm -hmm. because you have to start then enveloping that concept so that you can make those harsh decisions when the call comes. Right. Right. Um, Our next question is, in what ways is the kingdom of God related to the second coming of Jesus? Now, we talked Mm -hmm. about the nature, we talked about um, what jesus taught about the kingdom of god so knowing what we know about the nature and and how jesus presented it to us um, how how is that related to the second coming of jesus when we think about it
2: well uh christ started the initial process of the kingdom of coming um by coming here as a human himself,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: being birthed and, um, and through death and resurrection. And so that's kind of step one mm-hmm. in the, the coming. So that's how I see it reflective of the second coming. Um, it's, it's a one-two punch, and it's the first of the one-two punch. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think his second coming would be the fulfillment of the kingdom
0: mm-hmm.
3: of God being here. So, you know, first we talked about how it's human nature and our reflection of God through our actions and our character, et cetera. And then mm-hmm. the next thing is him coming and completely cleansing everything and starting over and actually, I guess, establishing a more
1: mm-hmm.
3: physical kingdom, if you will. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking too, <laughs> like kind of seeing like a more physical um, because I know in the intro, you know, it's hard for us nowadays 2015 to really wrap our minds around right. a kingdom, you know, right. that's so like in history books. But when Jesus comes again and we see it, we can see Jesus coming <laughs> triumphantly crowned, you know, the f- full, full scene. <laughs> I think it will really solidify, you know, yeah, we've talked about it, you've prayed about it, you've followed it by faith, you accepted the kingdom and now you see it. You know, and that just does something, you know, it affirms everything, it makes everything worthwhile once you like physically get to behold it right. with your own eyes. In,
0: in, in my imagination, a loose analogy kind of brings me to like, you know, a, a kingdom, a king who's responsible for, you know, many different, you know, regions. Mm-hmm. There, is this, there is this onset of, you know, uh, evildoers that are pillaging this, this region. <laughs> And, you know, the savior has to come, the king and in his, in his army, and, you know, they have to come and they have to strategize about how they're going to take back this land, right? And so you have these people here who know what they're representing for their, for their, their land. They know what is supposed to be established, but they have these people that are coming in and, you know, taking little bits of who they are. So the king comes in and he, he, starts, he starts the battle. And then maybe the locals aren't equipped well enough to kind of fight back with full force. But, you know, he, he leaves tools and, 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 and weapons for them to, you know, guard themselves. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're still kind of having a struggle. The number two punch is when he comes in with the cavalry and he eradicates them for good. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He, 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 he gave them the tools they needed. They're still struggling, but they know that they can still rely on the kingships. And so that's kind of how I see how the kingdom of God is happening here. He came in, he gave us Jesus as a, a model to live after. And, and, and we still have these struggles, but we're fighting this concept of who Satan is, what evil is, how it's manifesting in this world. And, and if we're fighting faithful, you know, God is coming back mm-hmm. and he's going to give that final blow, the eradication of sin and evil. And I think that is such a powerful concept. When you think about it, Um, What sorts of things come to mind in the relationship to what it is, the the great controversy that you see happening? What are some of the things that come to mind in that respect?
1: Well, just when you were describing that right now, I thought to myself, I need to keep that in the forefront of my mind every day.
0: Every single day? Every
1: day. It is so hard to let it slip. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so easy to let it slip, rather, you know, that there's this battle going on and that I'm actually part of a kingdom of God, you know, because he just gets so bogged down with, like, work or relationships or what have you. But... To be focused—that is the priority, right there. The kingdom of God is the priority. So for me, like just that whole—the dis- whole scene that you describe—you know—I want to be part of that. I want to see that. I want to, when I see God, you know, I want to be excited. You know, I want to, you know, just experience it in all its glory. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have to make sure that it's first. It's there, it's yeah. there every day. Yeah.
0: And I like to imagine—I like to imagine each day that you know you're girded up. What are you doing to prepare yourself? Yeah, putting
1: on the armor. Of yeah, God. when you yeah. go out
0: there, and that, you know, staying in scripture, staying in communication and prayer, what are some of the things you can do to gird mm-hmm. yourself on that daily battle that you're going to face?
3: Studying scripture, mm-hmm. being in prayer, constantly trying to stay connected to God and what you do and how you do it.
0: Recruiting. Recruiting. Yeah, recruiting, you are. yeah. yeah. You know, like doing exactly <laughs> what, we're what we're doing some There's that loose imagination. Yeah, but, you know, going yeah. out there, seeing who can we recruit for this fight mm-hmm. against, against Satan. Who can we recruit to join us in this kingdom?
2: And, and Christ says that uh, we are supposed to tarry between his first coming and his mm-hmm. second coming. Mm-hmm. And a tarry doesn't mean to just sit around and do nothing. Right. It means to go out and fight the good fight, to spread the word. Like you were saying, we are, we are soldiers in, in this war. And, and to have the armor of God with us That's our number one. That's our number one defense and offense. And it's just a matter of us coming together, grouping together as an army Mm -hmm. and saying, we're not going to stand for this evil in this world, like you said. We have someone who's backing us up. Right. Right. Just
1: imagine if everyone, everyone who professes to be Christian had this urgency Mm -hmm. at the same time like I'm a soldier we're all soldiers if we all had that at the same time epic what we could accomplish (laughs) through God you know right right
0: so so I guess as we we link the the two together the kingdom of God and the second coming of Jesus what we've discussed here is basically the culmination Mm -hmm. it's the culminating event the second coming is the culminating event of the kingdoms establishment Mm -hmm. where the earth is made new and the earth is purified. I think that's awesome. And it's kind of like exciting on a daily Mm -hmm. basis to think you are a part of that. Right. Right? Definitely. Definitely. Our next question is, every generation of Christians has expected Jesus to return in their time. Mm -hmm. And some have set specific dates. Mm All right. What is wrong with time setting?
3: Well, I mean, (laughs) I think... I think one of the things that's wrong with it is that we're trying to play God ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're trying to say, I know more Mm -hmm. than Jesus himself. Because Jesus said that not even he knew Mm -hmm. whenever his second return was going to be. Mm -hmm. He said, no man knows not even I, only the Father knows. Mm-hmm. So whenever we have all these groups of people say, oh, no, I figured it out because right. Right. I'm smarter than Jesus and right. I'm more connected Based to God. Based on the moon's alignment. Right. are like, it's whoa like, there. You know, Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think that's the problem with it. Yeah.
2: It's kind of simple. The word says, like, it's right there in the scriptures, no man knoweth the hour. Mm-hmm. So if no man knoweth the hour, that doesn't mean that it's open to no man knoweth the hour yet, but if you study and you look at the stars, mm-hmm. and right, a, you know, yeah, you period. might get a vision <laughs> here somewhere, then yes, on Tuesday of the year, <laughs> whatever it I, is, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. it's not how it works. No right. man knoweth the
0: hour, period. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what do we, what has been a response that you give for someone who was like, how can Jesus not hmm. know? <laughs> You know, God knows, okay, but how can Jesus not know? How, what, what has been a a response that you may have had to give, or maybe you've struggled with answering yourself?
1: Yeah, I know I struggle with the Trinity. I always have, you know, and I've been a believer all my life, and mm-hmm. just the concept of okay, they're three. Like, you know, I think we all can establish that they're three: God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, but uh, to know that, you know. You, you like to believe that they're all equal so right. that they all know the same thing. They're all on the same agenda right. But to know that even Jesus the son of God he doesn't even know when he's coming back is right. like right. that kind of rocks my world a little right, bit, right. you know, I'm not gonna lie yeah.
2: I, To be completely transparent. I've always had an issue with this mm-hmm. personally because I, I'm taught that I serve the Godhead God the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and that the three are the same in one. They act as one unit. Right. Mm-hmm. Three different entities coming together to act as one. Um, if you look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, let's see, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and starting, at say, verse 4, um, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Mm-hmm. Verse 4 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Mm-hmm. There are differences of ministries but the same Lord. Mm. And there are diversities of activities but it is the same God who works all in all. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to just, I do don't—I try not to worry so much about uh, who knows what and why mm-hmm. uh, as part of the, 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 tr- the Trinity. Um, what I like to look at this verse and say, you know what, we have three separate but as it says, it works off all, all
0: in all. They each have a characteristic. They to each fulfill. have a characteristic, right.
2: but that's it's all for the same good. Mm, right. Um, and so, my my limited understanding mm-hmm. as a as a human mm-hmm. says, well, that doesn't make sense. Right. That Christ doesn't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But that's one of those things I can look forward to when I get to heaven. Right. Lord, what did you mean? Right. Right. Where did I fall short in my understanding of what the scripture said? Mm -hmm. Help me out. And you know what? I'll spend eternity asking the Lord lots of questions like this. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to it. You
1: and me both. But
0: I also kind of say to myself, if there was a God that I could completely understand, 100%, know everything about, Mm. could explain, I could probably then explain him away, couldn't I? True. Mm -hmm. I could probably then justify the need not to have him because if i can justify the existence then i can justify the non-existence okay. the absence yeah. the of absence him. of him mm-hmm. and so yeah i believe there's a beauty to the mystery mm-hmm. that yeah. exists mm-hmm. within not knowing and that's the whole purpose of faith and how our belief is is kind of built mm-hmm. mm.
2: uh, if you yeah. can give me one second i like where you were going there you said if i can understand 100 percent um how to explain this god if i understand everything about him Mm -hmm. think about when you go to school Mm -hmm. you you go through elementary and then secondary and then college and then your next level is grad school where you get a masters and when you get a masters then you're pretty much understanding all of that subject Mm -hmm. you're mastering the subject and so if i can be one hundred percent knowledgeable about the god i serve Hmm. You've in passed. that same light, I've then mastered my God. Right. And if I've mastered my God, he's no longer a God. Right. Right. And so I like that I don't understand everything. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like that. And he, even Christ says you we're know, not
0: supposed to. Right. He actually, in the lesson, it, it says um, when people asked, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom, you know, when he comes back, wanting to know when, mm-hmm. um, Jesus did not answer the question. Instead, he redirected their perspective, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he says, God must always be God, and that's kind of what we kind of established right here. Mm -hmm. If you have to explain it, if you have to, um, if you can explain it, if you can devise the explanation, how is that a definitive God any longer?
1: I really like the point that you guys made, the one that you built about, you know, if we master God if we know hundred percent about God well then why have a relationship like once you know everything then you, know you can just all. put it up on the shelf it's like a book you've read right. over and over you know so with the mystery of God mm-hmm. you know there's that that pull like mm-hmm. you have like a, a string tied around your heart so there's like this pull right. you know get to know me more you know and the mm-hmm. more you spend time with me the more you'll understand
0: the more that will
2: be revealed right it removes a chance of being bored
3: right well, it's like a marriage. If you remove the mystery from marriage and you've gotten to the point where there is nothing you're curious about, mm-hmm. it's stale. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that simple.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining us in this discussion about the kingdom of God. We've, we've had a great time. Um, if you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbatschoolu.org. That's www.sabbatschool, u.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath school you, I'm Michael Martel.